Hi, we're the Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, it's, it's anything, anything but. but. It's the start of a new decade. Welcome to the Roaring Twenties. Fuck yeah, everybody. Prohibition's back. We're all fucked again. Yeah, that means drugs... Jacks can't be drunk during episodes anymore. The fuck I can't moonshine, motherfucker. But it's prohibited. <laughs> you can fucking try, man. So You know wel- I would. Oh, I know you would. So, welcome back to the conventional podcast. We survived a decade of cosplay. We survived this last decade from hell. And guess what? We're back again. Except we haven't been doing this podcast for a decade. It's only been basically a year at this point. The point is, we survived. That's the important part. Hooray! But yes, we're back. We're doing our thing as usual. Yes, we're a little late, but we did warn you guys in our last episode we weren't going to do an episode for January. That's a lie. Welcome to January, motherfuckers. I hope you all had a happy New Year. Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah, whatever the fuck else. Yeah, you Chinese New Year's coming up, and during Chinese New Year, you're from that part of the area. Yeah. Well, I mean, what we wanted to talk about today was the con off-season in the Midwest. It's basically kind of in the con off-season type of things. Depending on how your convention year it goes, there might not even be an off-season. But for some of us, there's a little bit of a lull where you don't go to conventions for a bit. So oh. we thought we'd talk about that today. But first, we have a couple of bit of small updates that we'd like to talk about first. All right, so we did Happy 2020. Always happy fun times. Yep, now, yep. Next episodes that are on the way, we do have a lot of goals that we have set up for this year in particular. Particularly, our goal is to, step one, get an episode out per month. Thus, what we're doing right now. Yeah. So basically, second week of every month, we're going to have a new episode that we've recorded. In addition to that, we're also planning on doing 10 reviews, which we'll release in a week or two after going to said convention. Oh, yes. Now, the other thing is, since we're doing an episode a month, that means that every year, technically, our bare minimum should be 12 episodes. You might get a couple extras, you might not. We don't know yet, because guess what? We we planned ahead, but not as far as I would like to say we did. Yeah, because when we initially did our planning stage, we did about two and a half to three years worth of episodes, but some of the episodes require a lot of research and they're time consuming we want to make sure we can get the proper guests and the other thing is depending on what conventions we can be press or guests at depending on if you want us as guests that's going to take up time and we're going to have to fill up content for that we're also been doing research into doing videos for youtube and doing photos on instagram and then maybe kind of doing like a whole fan page type thing where we post stuff from our fans as well now speaking of episodes that require a lot of research In our last episode, we talked about a challenge or a bet, or I have no idea how the hell you really want to word it. Yeah, it's a challenge or bet. Basically, if you guys give us money to buy certain equipment, we will do certain things to, and we'll record it and put it onto YouTube or put it on, and then put that on Facebook through YouTube, etc. I have it in my notes as the gambit, because this is... The Mac Daddy of all gambits for just a starting series like this. Yeah, because if we do go through with this gambit or bet, this is probably going to be a multiple episode series because the way that this person has done things over the years, it covers a long period of time. So we might want to go it by year by year at a time or maybe like two to three year blocks. And depending yes. on how much we cover, that could 
easily be an hour or two because there's a lot. We will not mention the person's name in this. However, they're great. basically we're we're calling them Midwest Voldemort. Yeah, it's the it's literally the Midwest Voldemort of conventions right now. If you mention his name on your show, there's a chance you're gonna get a cease and desist. It's that bad. We haven't seen it yet, but we're we've keep, we're keeping our eyes open. Yeah, we we've been patiently waiting. So if you want us to talk about the Midwest Voldemort and throw ourselves under the bus for you guys so that you actually are aware of this situation, know the knowledge and know the history, this is something that you want us to do then please, what we're going to suggest is hit us up on coffee. Details will be in the description of this episode of how this is going to work. And one of the big things that I do want to press when we are talking about this, we are not here to demean, we're not here to demoralize, we're not here to defame anybody, and we're not doing defamation of character whatsoever. What we are going to be doing is giving every single bit of information that has been released onto the internet as much as humanly possible. Yeah, so basically we'd be documenting what has happened. We wouldn't be paraphrasing or defaming anyone. We'd just be like, this is the information that's out in the public. Make your own educated opinion based on this information that we're giving you. We're not telling you to do anything. We're not, well, besides, you know, give us money so we can do this episode. We're not telling you to burn anybody's houses down or anything like that. For the love of Christ, do not do that. Yeah, we aren't telling you to go make a hit post on this guy or anything. We're just saying, hey, this is what this person has done. You might not want to support them or give them money for their conventions, maybe, based on their past behavior. Yes. So, if you want us to do this, information will be in the description of this episode. So, the next thing that we need to talk about would be, speaking of, better equipment. One of our goals this year is probably to get better equipment because the old warhorse computer that we record this on she's on her last leg and while i do have a laptop and we recorded the last episode on that and it came out okay my laptop is also getting old so we probably want to get a new computer or two so then that way maybe we can start doing live episodes on twitch for you guys in addition to doing some more YouTube and other types of content for you. So with all that out the way, let's actually jump into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Off-seasons. So why should you have one? Well, after a period of time, you're virtually going to get burnt out of doing the same thing over and over. It's basically the same thing as eating the same food over and over again. While you do like this one food, you're virtually going to get a taste for something different. Like, yes, I can eat sandwiches five days a week and I can vary them up, but eventually I'm going to want... Something like pizza or soup or something that's new and di- a different flavor. Yeah, it's also similar to playing a video game for way too long. Eventually you are going to get burned out and you're going to want to do something else. Yeah, like for instance, I love the Love Live mobile game, but there's roughly a period of time where it's like, I just need to take a break. I'm playing this too much. And then you find your new muse that you go to, you play that for a bit. And then you eventually do come back, but like you need to you know you have your ins and outs it's not a consistent the whole entire time type thing and one of the analogies that i actually like to make is from futurama a lot of people kind of remember slurms mckenzie he's one of those characters that were in the background of a lot of episodes there's a specific episode where they go out to party with slurms mckenzie and it finds out this motherfucker is just dead partied out he can't do it anymore his eyes are red his bones are weak all this other shit I don't think he had bones. He's a slug. You know what? <laughs> I don't saying. know alien. I don't know alien analysis like that shit. So, fuck you. I don't. 
Fuck you, Zoidberg was right. Now just open <laughs> Look, just open up your mouth and say, uh, not that mouth, the other one. Now uh. wrong mouth. Now <laughs> But yeah, no. You don't wanna party yourself out like Slurs McKenzie. You wanna always stay kind of fresh and actually be happy and intrigued about what's going down at conventions. Yeah, and then this way, if you take a break, you can also catch up on the scene and catch up on shows and games that you want and plan ahead. You can, you know, think about how you want to organize things. You can watch that new series you've been wanting to do or catch up on an old one that's been on your to-watch list and you're finally catching up on it because that's always a nice thing to do if there's, like, a bad season or a dead season of anime that's not really for you. There's another factor that a lot of people don't really think about when we're talking about having an off-season. Reality checks. You don't want to just sit there and party so hard that that's all you know how to do. Yeah, you still gotta live a life, yo. This kind of goes back to one of our earlier episodes. It's like, yes, you can go to conventions every week, but there are some people who shouldn't because, A, they don't have the budget for hotel room and food every week, and they cause issues to people. And, they, you know, they're just doing it too much, and because they're doing it so much, they don't have the money for the essentials that they'll need at home, like rent and food and insurance and things like that. So, honestly, if you can't afford rent, you shouldn't be going to a convention. Yeah, that's what we'll always preach on the show. If you can't afford your basic food, your basic rent, and your basic travel weekly, and, like, it's affecting with your work or your family life to a negative detriment, like, you might want to just take a break for a bit and then come on back later. Yeah, we're not telling you this just to preach at you. We've seen it happen. Hell, I've lived this long enough to know that that is a thing that can very well happen. Yeah, like, you can go to conventions for, like, two months straight, and I'm sure you'll have your good party time, but then eventually you'll get home and be like, I just kind of want to be at home by myself for the weekend, or I just kind of want to relax without the convention environment. And it's like, I just want to play a game, watch a movie, catch up on a series. Lay down, seriously, anything. (laughs) Just... Let me lay down. But, yeah, I mean, you don't need yeah. to be partying 24-7. Like, yeah, it's nice to have fun, but, I mean, you can just have fun going out to eat with friends. You don't need to do, you know, something super extravagant. This is something else. It allows you just the ability to do something else aside from going to conventions. Hell, I like arcades as much as the other person, but I can go to an arcade outside of a convention. It's not impossible. Yeah, like, literally, I've gone to arcades plenty of times, and then that's how I, I won my, my giant whale plush that I've been posting a lot about that I love a lot because I'm, I'm huge into whales. But but what about the whales? Whales! The whales! Not the whales! We destroyed them. And their whales. <laughs> no, you have to do it right. It's, I sunk their battleships, Vegeta. Oh, that's what it was. And their, their whales. No! <laughs> Fucking whales. But yeah, no. How do they work? Okay. No, that's magnet attack. I, I know. That, that that was the joke. I'm glad you got it. Thank you. <laughs> you juggalo for life, yo. Fuck you. I never once listened to their music. Oh, well, yeah, that's fair. Okay, shocker. I was a juggalo for the fucking longest time. I think I've earned the right to say, Magnus, how the fuck do they work? I say that as a meme because that's all I know about I them. study electric engineering. I think I have the right to say it. That That's fair. That's fair. But, yeah. So, one of the other things, so we don't go too far off track, is... Yeah, tangent mode. Yeah. One of the big things about having an off-season is it lets you prepare 
for the next convention season. And preparation is very helpful because let's say for instance here in the Midwest our off season is basically the weekend of Thanksgiving to like the end of January. Now that's going to vary from place to place. I'm just using it as a general. That also varies from person to person. True. You're not wrong because depending on the type of conventions that you go to your cycle can be different. But for Jackson and myself for instance it's been basically Thanksgiving week to end of January is basically our off season. And then basically February, it starts with like Ampki and Katsukan. And then it goes into like your C2E2s and then ASEN. And then eventually goes throughout the year. And it kind of loops back around to what we, stuff right. we were covering last year and the conventions we were reviewing. During this time, you can talk with friends and be like, hey, I'm thinking about cosplaying from this series. Does anyone want to cosplay with me? You can figure out what kinds you want to do it for. So you can get a priority list and be like, well, I want to do these two new conventions for this one and bring back this old one. And then I want to do one new one for this one and bring back this old one. And then you can get your item list done and figure out, hey, how can I buy the materials effectively? You can do research methods if you're going to build the costume or wig or prop. You can also look into commissioners and see how much time and money it would be if you think you're going to need help or you think your skill level is not enough up to snuff. Another thing that you can do is you can do research with photographers and locations that conventions you want to go to once you know what costumes you want to do. So that way you can plan out your photo shoots. You can also practice your posing in advance because it wouldn't hurt to practice that a bit in advance instead of doing it like a couple of days before the con. And then you can also work on your budgeting as well to save up for travel, hotel, and food for each con. So that way you know how much you're spending. Because the more you budget and the more you know what you're spending instead of just throwing money around randomly, the better off you are and you can save more appropriately and be more efficient with what you're doing. Yes. So let's actually just jump right from there to there. Alright, so one of the big tips that I would like to give, especially when you're trying to decide what cosplays you want to do for the next season, if you're doing cosplays at all, is... Make a tier list. You son of a bitch. It is my time to speak. We can both speak. It's a co-hosted podcast. I know, but it's my time, or else the hammer comes out. So the new bludgeoning weapon of the year? Yes, this is my baby. Actually, yeah, I didn't get a chance to talk about that yet. So short version, I have a mallet. Anyway, while we have we'll mallet... be making more props this year. Spoiler alert! To yes. no one's surprise. Yeah. So getting back on topic, and me putting down my mallet. One of the tips that I wanted to make was yeah, make a list. But how make lists do? Okay, so take all the fucking cosplays that you really want to do this year, all the impulse cosplays, everything, meme based. And rate everything. them from A to F, like a tier list. Yeah, I mean, you could do it that way, but Jesus, I don't even do that. I just put them all into a cluster and hope for the best. I, I, I'm just memeing. Oh, I know. So, well, But, you know, honestly, I would try and go based on the order that you would want to do or, or order it by convention and which cosplays you go are going to want to do at each convention and you know who's attending each one so that way you can plan out and make things accordingly so you and your friends can all match up if you're going to do a group instead of just doing a cosplay by yourself. Now, that works too. What I usually try and do is I literally just make a giant impulse list. Like, okay, this is something I want to do. No, this is something. And then I just make it like if I had a million dollars just for cosplay, this would be my entire list. And then I choose three from that list that I really, really, really want to do. Then I do the budgeting, do the research, all that fun stuff. And then I decide, can I financially do 
one of three of these things. If I can do all three, then I do all three. If I'd only do one, I only do one. Your budget allows, and you've finished those three cosplays. Do one more. And that's it. Four is enough. Yeah, and also this will also help prevent partial completed projects because that is another bane of every cosplayer's existence is like i'm gonna start this cosplay and then you put off on the side for like six months a year yeah. two years and they're like oh i should probably get back to that eventually and then you're like i bought all the materials and or i bought part of the materials to get most of it done and i just need to finish x y and z and then then you're just like oh i'll finally finish it eventually and it helps prevent that uh, another thing that you can do is I'd look up reference photos, which you should be doing when you're doing your tier list, because you want to make sure that you can find reference photos for poses. You want the backs and fronts of each characters and their weapons, so that way, or or their prop, so that way you can try and make them the way you want to make them, or give them to the commissioners and be like, "Oh, this is what I want made. This is the front. This is the back. Can you do it? These are the features I would like. Like, I want a light up weapon. I want it to be like a purse." Or I want it to make sound of some sort. Yeah, especially if you're doing commissions. Now, this is something that I'm going to preach to the choir forever. Please, if you're going to do commissions, get that shit done months in advance. Do not try and rush job that shit because you are literally putting more stress on the person that you're asking to build stuff on than feasibly possible. And then you complain that, oh, it's not done up to spec. It's not, like complete it the way i wished it was it's not fine-tuned well if you only give someone three weeks to do something then what expect happens? a three-week job right. basically what i would recommend or we would recommend is basically you give your commissioner three to five months in advance before the convention you're going to so that way they have enough time to work on it and get the materials they need do the research that way they can work on it in a decent amount of time with their stuff and their other commissions and they can send you progress photos one of the big things that you could also do, if you really got that cosplay itch, go to a meetup. See if anybody's doing anything that wants to just, you know, fool around in cosplay. Yeah, because in Chicago here, we're having monthly or bi-monthly meetups at various locations in Chicago. Some people also in your area might do like a Christmas or New Year's party that might be cosplay themed that you can meet up and have fun at. Because that's something that we did used to do out in Chicago, but we've been kind of taking a small break from it recently. I am actually quite glad that that's slowly becoming a thing again, and honestly, we needed it in a big way, because, again, we are, in fact, a community. One way, shape, or form, even though we have our own little special cliques and all that fun stuff, we are still a community. Yeah, and we still need to work together to grow our community and make ourselves well-known and spread information so that way it's more commonplace in the community. Now, another thing that you can do in the off-season is you can research your hotel and travel plans because you will need to especially do this if you're traveling outside of the country and you're getting like plane tickets because the better or sooner you get your plane tickets the cheaper that they will be and they won't be nearly as expensive honestly we just need to do a short segment one of these days on just travel but yeah check your freaking hotels early while hotel blocks are kind of annoying especially at some conventions where they only open up a couple months prior to the convention itself you still want to have a Hawkeye on those blocks. You want to, A, have that block ready to go. B, you want to actually have your roommates all acknowledged and ready to, like, pay their way in. That is something that always screws people over somehow. 
oh, I didn't collect my money from my roommate prior to the convention. Now we all have to pay an extra 80 bucks. Yeah, and that's really fun for no one. But basically, you want to get in that room block for the convention because it's a cheaper rate 90% of the time. And you also want to know who your roommates are. So that way, if you're rooming together, you can all plan who and who's bringing what. And you can also try, and if you want to do like a group cosplay for like the room together, you can work on that together as well. But also, in case someone does drop from your room, you know how many people are in there. And if you need to pay additional, you know how much additional you will be paying. One of the ultimate things that I can honestly add with all of this is the biggest thing I would ever suggest doing during off-season is diet and exercise. Because let's let's face it, no convention goer has the best diet when it's at a convention. I have seen pizza boxes stacked up to the heavens. This this has to end eventually. Yeah, you're not wrong because when people are at a convention, they aren't always thinking healthy. They're thinking more quick to get back to the activities that they're working on and carb lo- and carb loading is not a bad thing at a convention i mean you're burning off carbs like a mofo the entire time but you're also like fueled on nothing but monster and whiskey kind of need to get some water in there somewhere yeah and and, and some food because you just mentioned the <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, and some people do do that i'm about to, to say <laughs> let's be real I have seen people at conventions survive literally on nothing but Monster, Red Bull, fucking Four Locos, whiskey, and some people logged them. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, no, some people just do, like, the most bare bones that you can do. But what we recommend is doing exercising in the off-season. Try doing, like, a mile every other day, doing, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, jumping jacks, just regular weight training stuff like that hell i honestly i more or less suggest cardio yeah cardio is great yeah because i like i i do three five mile runs but that i know that's a lot for some people but i used to do cross country and track so when it comes to running running is like second age to me because i did cross country and track through middle school through college so i can just be like hey i'm running again not a big deal some people like to do like dancing dancing is not a bad way to do if like dancing is your thing because it's kind of a form of cardio Oh, Ravers, seriously, you get a lot of cardio at con, but you got to keep that shit up all year round, to be real honest with you. Yeah, and then, like, toning your muscles to get the body you want for your cosplay. If you think, like, working out, like, doing squats, doing, you know, push-ups and sit-ups, like I said, that might help you, and it might give you the look that you're looking for for some cosplays, or if you know, hey, I want to try and do this for a certain character, maybe try and work in that area a little bit more, maybe, if that's what you want to do. Yeah, so honestly, that's one big thing. Diet-wise, now dieting, that one, we I have experience with my own specific diets, but one of the big things I will ever suggest, eat your goddamn veggies, you heathens. Yeah, you want to eat your fruits, your vegetables, and as much as I'm going to preach this, uh, you need to get off pop as soon as possible. I know pop is very popular at cons, but I recommend juice or water or Hold Gatorade. Up. time out because we're, we're international, we have to do this correctly. Pop slash soda slash Coke, depending on where in the U.S. slash the world you are. That's fair. That's fair. Because you got to remember that that shit changes. Depending on state to state. Right. Or country to country thereof. But like I said, you want to mainly go with water, juice, or that's not heavily heavily sugar-fried, and then Gatorade or Powerade to replace your electrolytes, especially if you're working out. Coffee is okay upon occasion, but you don't want to have too much coffee either. Here's one that I'm I'm going to point out, and this is just me. While he is correct about 
no sodas whatsoever or Cokes or blah, 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 blah. We, we went over this. One of the things that I will preach to the heavens is for the love of everything that's holy, cut out fast food. Please, no more McDonald's. Please, McDonald's snipers, don't kill me. No more Burger King. Y'all know better. All that fun stuff. Try and cut it down to like almost nothing. If anything, I try to limit it to two times a week, once for lunch and once for dinner myself. If you do have to eat fast food, based on my cost, country, and track experience, the two healthiest places to eat, if you're going to do fast food, are actually Wendy's and Subway. And uh, those are the two I'd recommend if you're trying to do fast food. Those are the healthiest. And if you're trying to keep a diet, those are the two to best maintain it. Anything else outside of that, probably not going to be that good. Burger King, McDonald's are terrible for you. I mean, Five Guys. I like Five Guys. Five Guys is okay, but you have to get the right thing there. Because yeah. it's easy to go over get go over your calorie intake and just like one meal there. Non-joking. Because <laughs> like you can get two thousands in just like a burger and fries, and then that's it. You're, you're or you just do what I do and just get a large fry with no salt and pray that you'd wake up tomorrow. Yeah. That usually works out. But like me myself, I eat one to two meals a day. I I'm fre- I'm frequently skipping one meal a day. Sometimes I only do just one meal and I skip two meals a day. Yesterday I only had lunch. I had ravioli and then I had some raisinets and some Gatorade, and that's it. So you do that. He 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 comes from a very very heavy cardio background. I come from a very heavy weightlifting program. So four meals a day for me, but they're spread out in such a way that I'm constantly getting juice back up. It depends on your metabolism, first things first, and how yeah. much you eat a day. It depends on where you're at. It depends on how you are. And again, if you have dietary restrictions, focus heavily on trying to make sure that you work around them. That's one big thing. Yeah. And just go from there. And then do what suits you best as well, because like I know like people's work weeks or school schedules might get in the way, so make sure that you can fit it in where you can you don't need to work out every day but i'd recommend at least three to four times a week so that way it's at least consistent enough right we're not all out here trying to become like saitama but jesus we're trying or anyone from my hero academia and their ridiculous training arts that they do either but well yeah i mean i don't think i have as brittle bones as deku but i'm fairly sure if i punch a brick it'll work out we'll work on that later yeah so jumping back onto an earlier topic when we were talking about commissioners and making sure that people had enough time to actually get stuff done. This doesn't just mean commissioners. We're talking about you as well. Because honestly, doesn't it, doesn't it feel nice when you actually have something done weeks or months in advance before a convention? Yeah, it's better to take your time and work on stuff because that way if you hit a roadblock, you have time to work through it. Instead of being like, hey, I want to make something two weeks before the convention, which happens... To basically every cosplayer in the world because we are the hobby of procrastination. <laughs> yeah. But basically, it's it's better to go over things over time instead of like, oh, I need to do everything in two weeks and then you speed run it and then you're hot gluing everything and there burns and everything. I mean, there's no 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 slights against hot glue. Hot glue is great. Hot glue is glorious. But 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 like, it's better to take your time and make sure things are sturdy and. They won't fall apart after one wear, and then you're also happier as a result. It also cuts down on anxiety because, honestly, before a convention, you should be getting as much sleep as possible. Because the next three to four days, you're awake for basically 24 hours straight each day, depending on your schedule. Yeah, and honestly, 
you really, really need to cut as much stress out of your life as possible before a convention. Because I'll be honest with you, what we do is high stress depending on how you do it. Especially people that are going into competitions every convention, that's nothing but stress. So my best advice to you is this. Take your time, do your stuff in parts, make sure that you just take your time and do everything slow and steady. If that specific costume is not done for that convention, it's okay. You can always bring back something old and move that costume to the next convention. And There's nothing wrong with that. And even if this is your first convention, even if it's something that you really wanted to do that convention, it's okay. There will be other conventions. Yeah, it's not the end of the world if your costume isn't done in time. You could get most of it done and kind of do what Jack said and do like a take on a character like Lost of Betsunade. You don't need to have the full thing done. Sometimes that's okay and you can just go with what you have. Right, sometimes even half-done cosplays are the best cosplays. Just saying. So, honestly, I think that's everything we can cover on this topic. Yeah, so basically for the off-season, you want to try and plan things out in advance through travel cosplay-wise, and you want to make sure that you're exercising and dieting properly. Yeah, seriously, we don't want anybody falling out out there. We want everybody nice and healthy and having fun. Seriously, just take all of our advice with a grain of salt if you have to, but just keep on having fun out there, guys. But that wraps up what we talked about today. For the start of 2020, we thought we'd start by covering this. Next couple of episodes will be on a bit more general topics. If you have any ideas or any suggestions for us to follow into another episode, please hit us up. We're always willing to try and cover a new topic. Exactly. And once again, you can find us at Twitter, at Conventional Crew, without the E. Yep, and if you want to hit us up, our email is in the description. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you know how to hit us up. If you want to become one of our Patreons, please follow the links. And if you want to just have a shout-out on a show, just something pop up here and there, or if you want to join us for the Gambit, hit us up on Coffee. Yeah, if you hit us up on coffee, that's how we get that gambit started of us doing the episode about Baltimore or the Midwest Convention soon. Yes. So, with that being said, we have come to the end of our time. This is Cloud. And this is Jax. And before we sign off, let's start off Season 2 with a bang. Peace! Yeah, we are. <laughs> Fuck.